0: Good morning, good afternoon, wherever you are. This is Chris, and today uh, we're pumping through these brand new um, audios. Today I I really would love to work on the concept of you knowing you and the idea of a um, mental... um, uh, Mindset for success. I had to go and look it up. I forgot what I was talking about. And that, for me, is on brand, right? Is that true or false? So, (laughs) mindset for success. Well, I'm going to start by saying there isn't one, and uh, that's a really important honesty. Uh, What there is is constancy of mindset for success. Now, if you're a grumpy person a little bit like me, uh, being grumpy every day, that's mindset for success. If you're a happy person, being happy every day is mindset for success. So I want to begin this uh, really important um, podcast on branding using personal development to elevate you above your competitors in your work environment to say that, the first and most important thing about mindset for success is constancy. The second thing is the lack of anger. Now there have been many clients come across my life over the period of forty years and uh, in the in the numbers of thousands and I've helped a large percentage of those people reach far greater heights in personal branding and in personal success and in goal achievement than um, than most coaches. I really have uh, been able to work one-on-one with people to extract both the eastern side, which is their feelings and their sense of integrity and, and confidence in the self and confidence in who they are as a human being, as, a, as an individual, to bring that out And uh, using the ego, mirror that into what they want and create a brand that builds the outcome by making, uh, giving benefit to the customer that they serve. So this is all very important. So the first step in this is to make sure there's constancy. The second one, the second point that I'm trying to make here that I'm taking a long time to get to is that every single angry person has failed. So... I can I can say there are no other qualities that I think pu- uh, pollute the ambition to create a, a brand in personal development. There are no other qualities that pollute that ambition worse than anger. Now, anger comes in many different forms. It's both in passive and active aggression. So I don't need to uh, elicit the definition of anger in, uh, in, in, in an aggressive dimension, but in a passive way, I think it's really important just to talk for a minute about mindset for success and what it isn't, which is the upside down. And what it isn't, it isn't anger and it isn't, therefore, passive aggression. Now, what is passive aggression? Passive aggression are jokes, passive aggression is criticism. Passive aggression is telling someone the obvious of what they've done wrong. Passive aggression are are sexist jokes. Passive aggression comes out in so many different forms. It can come in a... That's passive aggression. It can come in... Passive aggression can come in inflicting your opinion on other people. What do we say in the inner wealth work? The most narcissistic person on earth wants to change others. The most altruistic person on earth changes their mind. So if you really want to be non-aggressive, not angry, change your mind about how you see things rather than stay fixed. One of the worst cases of this was a woman who came to me for coaching who uh, 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 moved to Australia from a very strong religious belt in the USA and she was so angry with everybody including her husband including the environment including polluters including and and eventually it ended up targeted on me this person had anger as her preset paradigm her default In life was anger, to be angry. And she felt when she was angry that she was achieving the most because it made her feel right. And coming from the Bible Belt in the middle of the US, in in the Midwest, where righteousness is held as being the icon of self-development, And it may work in those environments. Righteousness may be revered. But when you come into an egalitarian society such as Australia, when you come into a democratic environment such as um, the the other parts of the US or Canada or Australia or England, where people are, are at liberty to respond to you in kind, Um, her anger only, what all it did, it caused other people to either go passive in their aggression, in other words, behind her back, or go active in their aggression and confront her. And her husband had chosen to do the confrontational path, uh, to ignore her. And she was struggling with all this. It was a very hard journey and very clever person. But unfortunately for her and me, her anger at me eventually meant we couldn't work together. And that's because she'd come out of a Midwest Bible Belt environment where anger or righteousness, which is change others, leave yourself the same, is the modus operandi. So mindset for success. Firstly, there's consistency. We've meant through that. Secondly, there's the lack of anger. Now, a person who lacks anger, lack, has has doesn't have, it isn't that they're immune from things that make them angry? They feel angry and move that anger to something else. And the and the thing they move it to, it, it can, can range in a whole lot of, uh, can range through a whole lot of actions. It can and turn into compassion. It can turn into love. It can turn into enthusiasm. It can turn into uh, desire to change, depending on their constitution. It, it can turn into a new idea. It can turn into a process adjustment. Whatever anger it happens, they don't vent it on another human being. They use it for their own opportunistic outcomes, and they maintain a steadiness, which is step one in mindset for success. They maintain a steadiness of of brand constansi- consistency in their delivery to other human beings. They don't fluctuate in and out of anger or in and out of enthusiasm. So... Um, one is constancy, two is anger Anger management and making sure that the body-mind part of the anger management, which is get some exercise every day and do emotional showers and keep yourself one step ahead and helicopter mindset, look above things and don't get caught in them. All these things give you the freedom to start thinking about uh, a, a mindset for success. The next part about mindset for success is optimism. Now, optimism is a, a false... As a false projection. Now, we are all pessimists. We all must see the dark side. We all must see the downside. Every single human being who thinks themselves a pessimist is not a pessimist. They're an optimist who focuses on their pessimism. So optimism is not a character. Optimism is not a human being who says, oh, it's always going to turn out well. Optimism is actually a human quality everybody has that if you focus on it, you can express it and then you simply repress your pessimism. So, for example, here's a good example. Yesterday I was going for a bike ride. It's New Year's Day. It's early morning. It's raining a little bit. It's wet. I'm tired. I duly, we lost a little bit of sleep from firecrackers going off in the street and parties and things and I thought to myself, Dah. and then I thought, geez, maybe I'll have a bike crash. Maybe I'll get run over by a car. So the pessimistic side of me functioned quite healthy, and then the optimistic part of me kicked in and went, well, yeah, but it's it's raining, but it's not too bad, and there won't be much traffic, and uh, I can take a route where it's not too dangerous, and I'll ride slowly, and I'll be really careful in the wind, and uh, I'll wear really uh, safe clothes so I can be seen, and i wear lights even though it's coming to be daylight. And I went through a series of optimistic thoughts about how nice it would be to go for a Bike ride on early morning. Now, did I do? Am I an optimist? Yes, but I'm an optimist only because I chose to focus on the positive, not the negative. So, optimism is a quality that we need to practice and practice and practice. And if we focus on the negative, you know, we go in the direction of our dominant thought. So, if you want to be Success, have a success mindset, the mindset of achievement, the mindset of goal achievement. You need to say, I am both an optimist and a pessimist, but I will focus on the optimistic aspect of this. Now, it's really important, it's a really important habit to get into recognizing the pessimist and the optimist. The naive individual will sit there and go, Oh, I'm only an optimist, I only see the good in things that's naive, that's really dumb, and that's not a good leader, that's not a good business person and it's a terrible brand. Because a person who says, I only focus, I only see the good in things and I only see the good in this, and they, only see, they don't see the dangers, they don't see the challenges and therefore they're always getting surprises. They're always going, oh shit, why did that happen? I, everything was going well and then boom, everything went bad. Or... I was so in love, but I didn't know the partner was cheating. They're, they're naive. And naivety might be a quality that we celebrate in a person who's 14 years old or 15. It's not something we celebrate in a 16-year-old because it leads to them getting very hurt and very depressed. So optimism is both a recognition of the dark side and the light side, but we focus on the light. And I think so the third quality of the mindset for success is optimism focused the the fourth is vision so when we say what am I going to do today what am I going to do now why am I at work why am I here a vision is the reason and although we hear a lot on the internet about have a big why I think that's not really well understood a big why is brand So the only why that we need to have when we're talking about vision is a brand. In other words, what's my goal? What do I want to achieve? So you might want to make a million bucks. What brand do I have to be in order to get the people who have the million dollars now to give it to me? Now, you might think naively, that just by turning up uh, in a tutu and a pair of ballet shoes and dancing up and down a stage, that people will go, oh, I really want to see a fat person running up and down in a pair of ballet shoes in a tutu on a stage, and I'll give them a million dollars for it. It's not the way it works. The way it works is people out there in the big wide world have a million dollars, There might be a million people with a dollar or there might be one person with one million. And that person will hand that over gladly if you satisfy them, if you solve a problem for them, if you become a trusted supplier. It may be just a can of Coke or it may be just a word of advice or it may be a daily quote on the internet or maybe something in an app you deliver. But that thing that you deliver is a brand. It has a story behind it. And if the story is authentic, the brand becomes trustable. And if the story behind it is authentic and the brand becomes trustable and you deliver a benefit to the client, then the client will surrender something of what they have, which is money, and pay for it. If, at the same token, you stand up and go, I'm here because I love telling you, I love dancing around the stage in a tutu and being a fat person in a tutu with a pair of um, ballet shoes on, why aren't you paying me? You might have gone too far to the east. And too far to the east means you're satisfying yourself. I do what I love and I love what I do. So what? So what? If your goal is to do what you love and love what you do, don't add the word audience to the goal. Say, I want to do what I love and love what I do. No audience. But if you say, I want to do what I love and love what I do and get paid extraordinary amounts of money for it, now you have a question. If I do what I love and I love what I do, will people pay me for that? And the answer is no. People will pay you to do what you love and love what you do as long as it has benefit to them. And that's a brand. And that brand that you deliver to the market That thing, that character, that personality, that story must be written in the language of the consumer that you aim to serve. And so this is where vision becomes really critical. Who's your market? Uh, What have they got that you want? And it could be very well just they've got money and you want it what benefit are they looking uh, what benefit would uh, allow them the privilege of giving over their money in order to get that benefit in other words what do they value most and how is and can you love what you do and do what you love in the process to delivering that now i say never blame the job i saw an article the other day online on a youtube thing and the, the guy was reviewing microphones he's just I think he's called the booth junkie or something and he's just the most hilarious guy and he reviews microphones most boring topic on earth in a little sound booth that he makes but one of his videos says you've already got the right microphone (laughs) and he was basically saying stop blaming the bloody microphone for your inadequacies it's probably the sound booth it's probably this it's probably that and I thought really long and hard about what the message was with this. When I say I do what I love and I love what I do, it's basically saying I've already got the right microphone. Don't blame it. So in other words, don't try and change your job. Don't try and change your, the people around you. Don't try and change your partner. Don't try and change your life or change your body. Get to love it. I do what I love and I love what I do, regardless of what it is. And then I say, what do I want? I want a million dollars. Who's got it? Those people over there. What benefit can I provide them with the skills that I have that they would, depart, they would part with some of that money each? And therefore, how do I serve them? And that's your vision. So your goal might be oh, really easy make a million dollars next year. The vision will be to present to those group of people over there a brand that they that will cause them to separate with their money in order to get a benefit from you, a benefit that only you, with your story, because you do what you love and love what you do, you've got a good story... With your story, with your skills, you can deliver it like nobody else—faster, smarter, more enjoyably, more fun, more engaged, more light-hearted, more family-friendly. Whatever it is, you can deliver it like nobody else. So there's a benefit. So, the mindset thing goes to a vision. The second, the last aspect that I want to talk about in mindset for success is the ability to visualize. Now. Of all the things we've talked about so far, they're activities. And visualisation is an inactive thing. And it's very hard for us all to become inactive. Like it's today is Saturday, uh, it's ten fifteen in the morning, I've been up since 5am, I've done five podcasts, I've walked the beach, I've done all these things, it's all active. And then if somebody says to me, oh Chris, the next thing you need to do today in order to have a success mindset is sit longer or lie down on the floor and do nothing for a period of time. And I go, yeah, yeah, look, you know, I'm really loving being engaged in the world. I love walking and going down the beach and having a swim and making cups of coffee and doing all these things. And now you're telling me to do nothing. But it's in the process of doing nothing that we start to cause the mind-body aspect of brand to come alive. And that is in the process of visualisation. Now, visualisation combines everything its breathing technique, its yoga, its meditative, its mastery of the mind, its emotional control, its mental control, its physical control. It combines everything into one topic, the ability to hold an image in your brain for a period of time. Now, Einstein said if he could hold the image in his brain of his vision for more than three seconds, he'd be very happy. I think he may have been uh, underestimating himself, But the fact of the matter is, and as we get longer and longer watching TV, we get better and better at visualisation. So this part of the skill is being trained into us in our evolution, in our DNA. So holding a vision with your eyes closed to run the script... Of people passing over a million dollars into your hands because you're delivering them a brand, a product, a service, and everybody's got a smile on their dial, and you can see it, feel it, smell it, taste it, touch it, see it happening in real life in your mind's eye. This is the key to success of mental um, success. This is the mindset for success, is a visualization. And it, 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 it is, this is the cream on the cake, the top of the pyramid, the behavioural cone, the inner wealth, um, seven levels of human being. The top level of that is absolute static. It's no action at all. It's frozen in time, visualisation, Expanding the moment right now into the future, capturing the future and wrapping it back into this moment right now. Expanding the now. This is such an important element, but it's really hard because it involves doing nothing. It involves stopping the walks and stopping the coffees and stopping talking and stopping podcasts and stopping thinking and stopping doing things that make us feel productive and actually go internal to actually start doing something that has no tangible, immediate, uh, uh, material um, remuneration for us. But it's there. And it's critical. And every person, whether they're an athlete or whether they're a performer on stage or an artist or a uh, business tycoon, you have to see it in your mind's eye before you will believe it in your real eye, you have to, be, to, to to have to see it internally before it will manifest in the real world. Now, this is just so critical, and that visualization process, that process of visualizing it can be a visualization of the journey to it or it can be a visualization of the result or it can be a visualization of the product or the delivery or the visualization of the client doesn't matter what you are is placing in your mind a movie and then your job is to be on brand use your self-development to have consistency of brand Use your self-development to make sure that your vision is clear. Use your self-development to say in an affirmative, um, optimistic state of expression. Have a venue for your repressed feelings of disappointment. Have a venue for them, usually your coaching, and move forward with your visualisation. There are many more things that you can add, but most of them, I find... Uh, have a moral code to them and are part of the brand. For example, if you look up the internet, how to do a success mindset, uh, compassion, mindfulness. But these are all aspects of how you present yourself to another person. But the thing about this is they're generic. And you might ask yourself, does the client that you're working with really, really value compassion as part of the brand of the person who delivers results? Is that really a big key element of it? Or is it just something nice that you've read on the internet makes you feel good? So with all of these things, we're asking what's the benefit to the client? What's the benefit to the client? And with all of these things, we're asking ourselves, how does it make me feel? Okay, with a lovely loud car starting outside, sounds like a Porsche or something, I think we'll close this podcast. This is Chris. You have a beautiful day. Bye.